scrimmage. Here's Cora. I am your host, Jacob Belleville, and with me, as always, is the other host, the bear, the southern bear, Aaron Tweet. Hey, Hey, welcome to our cast. Uh, we want to thank all our listeners. We know we're a five-star cast. Uh, just everybody from the East Coast, West Coast, Nigeria, all the places, thank you for listening to Bear and Bell. And great googly moogly. Who do we have as a guest appearance this week? There's somebody else here. Yep. Yeah, I, I've, I've, been, I've been listening to the Casuals to the Generous podcast, and uh, my, my my NCAA squad uh, came up a little short, so I don't really want to listen to them anymore. Uh, I, I think I'm going to try this uh, Bear and Bell uh, show. So, well, I think I speak for everyone. When I say we are so excited to have you on. Oh my God, Becky. Look at her butt. This is just going to be so great. Welcome. Our our guest tonight is (laughs) Luke Probasco. You know, Bill. How are you doing, Luke? I am doing pretty good. Uh, with the you know, Bill, of... I'm just happy Luke made it home safe from the Blank Park Zoo. Yep. I mean, I, I just don't understand why he didn't invite us. It's kind of in our backyard. But uh, well, he was taking photos with some tiger at the Blank Park Zoo and thought he was in fucking LSU Kingdom. I don't know what he was doing, but weird. Yeah, and, he, and he sent that photo of like, I don't know what it was. It was like beef stew. He just opened up a can of beef stew and put it over some rice. And he's like, hey, check out this etouffee. <laughs> Look at this. Hey, <laughs> Everybody's talking about Joe Burrow on the south side of Des Moines. Fucking <laughs> weird. But yeah. How's the trip? Back, it, was, it was long. I mean, it was work. Um, but I got about a half a day to... Uh, go check out Baton Rouge. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, like that stadium 
Like I've been to Iowa State, uh, the Hawkeyes, Kinnick, and I've been at uh, Ames, but LSU Stadium is like <laughs> huge. And uh, how does it, it compare? To, how does it compare to West Des Moines Valley Stadium, or you know the new one that they've made at Southeast Polk? I I haven't been to the new one that they've made at Southeast Polk. Oh really? Um, but yeah, but it's actually uh, pretty nice. It's pretty nice. I saw it the other day. Yep. Um, if I had to compare it to a zoo, I'd say it's close in size to like Blank Park, ish. You know, with so, uh, less with with less tigers. Only one tiger. Oh yeah, we got two. We got two here in Des Moines. Well, yeah. I mean, well, technically, technically, I guess you got a lot more tigers uh, if you're counting all the players, um, men and women's. So, I don't know. Had a lot of seafood. Uh, I've had seafood in Iowa, which is okay. Uh, seafood down there, awesome. Uh, I've had grits in the north. Not a big fan. I've had grits in the south because I want to. Maybe they're different. Nope, still not good. Yep. Uh, but I did yep, have I grits in fried cheese. Or like it was like a ball of grits and fried cheese around it. That was amazing. So that that I would recommend. Otherwise, not not anything special. Yeah, I mean, but, gr- grits are just like cream of wheat. Like I don't, but but worse, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But uh, yeah, I was I I was in Baton Rouge for a long time trying to find Keishon, uh Boutet's talent. Uh, it's lost somewhere. I thought Mike had it. Mike said it went with Mike the fifth. He's Mike the sixth. So that's probably the issue. But Sounds like they just killed a bunch of fucking tigers down there. Goddamn Tiger King shit. <laughs> yeah, it's actually donated by Carol Baskins. Jesus. Whacked him, to... killed him, killed her husband, you know? Fucking bitch. <laughs> but yeah. Now uh, the tigers are snacking. <laughs> Carol Baskins. <laughs> but I... But I heard a lot about uh, the last episode. I heard a lot about some decoys. Uh, for mm-hmm. a while, I thought you guys were talking about like hunting and stuff, like decoy ducks and stuff. But uh, a lot of decoys, um, decoy mustard, and yeah. and, uh, and uh, a lot about fits. You know, you just got to be happy with what you get. Yep. You know, get what you get. Don't, Don't throw, throw a fit. So, it's kind of kind of the bear and bell. Uh, it's kind of like our, our our nickname to our pod now. So kind of our tagline. You, yeah, you should probably go out on those like that. You know, I, at the Casuals to Degenerates, there's some guy that talks about like you know start your studs. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I tried that stuff and I didn't win on the college side. So maybe yeah. yeah, if you if you do that at the end, I mean that could probably make a lot of people make sound decisions. I mean, I don't think it's more about the decisions. I think it's more about, like, you just get what you get. And you... Don't throw a fit. Yeah. Yep. Adds up. Perfect. So what do we do now? 
this know. is the first time I've been on the pod. I mean, I, I usually listen to you guys. Oh, uh, as I'm looking at uh, my calendar show sheet thingy, uh, we are on to. Did somebody come up with a quick hitter this week? A uh, little, little who am I? Little uh, maybe a tournament challenge? A few guys. Yeah, you know what? I came up oh, with one. Thank God. Oh, wow. we, so we're gonna do a two. We're gonna do a a one v one on one side of the bracket, one v one on the other, and then they're gonna match up. So these are See, NFL quarterbacks. You came I've got up with four players. Three. You came up with three quick hitters. Yes, essentially. I mean, this is, this is the Baron Bell show. I'm not coming, you know, it, with just one thing. Right. It is the Baron Bell show, and I'm just afraid you're going to take up too much time. So we're going <laughs> to go ahead. All right. We've got. Just, rem- just you- remember, hey, just remember who the stars are here. All right. Yep. So don't, yep. Take too much, this- don't take too, too much mic time. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. QB one. These are all NFL QBs. They have played ten weeks this year. They haven't had their bye yet. They have scored two hundred and sixteen point seven fantasy points, throwing for two thousand seven hundred and eighty three yards, seventeen touchdowns, nine interceptions, one hundred and seventy four rushing yards for one TD. Quarterback two has played in nine weeks. Already had their bye. And has scored 166.4 points, so 50 points less, and thrown for 2,208 yards, 14 touchdowns, and six INTs. So three less INTs, three less touchdowns, and 500 less yards, almost 600. Which quarterback would you take? One. One? I'll go two. I like to be different. Whoa. Okay. Okay. This is the other side of the bracket. I won't tell you who it is because then they'll, they'll they'll meet up at the end. Quarterback one. Throw. Uh, they've played nine weeks. They've already had their bye. Two thousand six hundred and twenty-six yards, fifteen touchdowns, two ints. The other quarterback has played ten weeks, had not had their bye, and had. 2,177 yards passing, 10 touchdowns, 5 INTs. Quarterback 1 has scored 206 fantasy points. Quarterback 2 has scored 203 fantasy points. So you can inference that quarterback 2 has rushed for a lot or scored touchdowns or whatever. Which one would you guys like? Tweet, you picked one on the first one. Which would you like on the second one? I'm going to go one again. Okay, one versus one. Jacob, what do you have? Give me number two. I like a guy who's reckless with the ball. All right. <laughs> two, two v two. All right. So if you can remember what you picked on the first one, who would you pick? Tweet. You had one versus one. So you had, you ended up having a, a guy that has not had his buy versus a guy that had his buy. The guy that's had his buy is only about 150 yards lower and two touchdowns lower and seven INTs lower. Give me the guy that has had his bye. All right. That is CJ Stroud. Pow, pow. Jacob, you, 
you also have a guy who has had his buy and who has not had his buy. And the guy who has had his buy has thrown for, oh, about 30 yards more, four more touchdowns, one more INT. Give me the more touchdowns, more INTs. More touchdowns, more INTs. Woo! All right, you've picked Joe Burrow. All right. Joe Burrow cool. is your guy. Open wrist, Joe Burrow. So, so the first the first set of names. That's bad timing, by the way. <laughs> the first set of names was Sam Howell. In his ten weeks, has scored two hundred sixteen point seven points. And then number two was Joe Burrow. Nine weeks, he scored one hundred and sixty six points. And kind Sam of fitting, Howell. we were talking. We were talking about Sam Howell, not knowing yeah. that this was coming up. So, how many? How many? How many points does he have if you subtract the five hundred yards that he's lost in sacks? Doesn't doesn't matter. It's not a college uh, scoring. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. It's just to boost them up so we can pay these quarterbacks more. And then tweet the other one. Uh, the other set you picked C.J. Stroud, who has had his buy. 2,626 yards passing, 15 touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, who hasn't had his bye, is about 500 yards less in passing, five less touchdowns, but also has like about 500 yards more rushing than uh, CJ Stroud. Which you expect. But yeah, Lamar Jackson, 203 yards or 203 points. Fantasy points for CJ Stroud, two hundred six fantasy points. Not I mean, too bad. Not bad. CJ is doing more with less. So that well, was I it. Mean, I took a lot of time. That was four minutes, almost five minutes. And I'm really, really sorry to take you up your guys' valuable time. I'll uh, swing this back over to you guys. Sorry. Bye. Thanks. Uh, well, Jesus wait, Christ. Wait, do you have any NCAA news? NCAA news. Uh, I uh, I was out here just trying to prepare my pod this week, and and then next thing you know, I went to happy hour. And uh, at this point in time, uh, I have turned NCAA news over to my assistant, Lucas Probascas, um, and uh, so he's gonna he's gonna take it from here, and we're gonna discuss as we go through. All right. That first of all, great. all right. First of all. Go Tigers. All right. God, you go to the Blank Park Zoo one time. For those that are listening in other states, other countries, we know we got a lot of fans from elsewhere because of Baron Bell. or We're going places, you know. And uh, so all our fans, Blank Park Zoo, it's Zoo in Des Moines. It's on the south side, right past Army Post Road. Uh, that's where Luke was. It was a little foreign for him, um, and now all of a sudden he just says "Go Tigers" all the time. It's fucking weird, but uh, we're gonna let him take it away with our uh, NCAA news. Well all known, right. well known that the Blank Park Zoo is known as the Emerald of the Midwest. Google it. All right, so we got Jonathan Brooks, Texas running back, torn ACL. Uh, didn't get to watch a lot of college football on my on my travels back from the Blank Park Zoo. Got lost um, in the bayous, um, but yeah, uh, seems so. I guess a question for you guys: uh, torn ACL, 
assuming it's a multi-ligament, which we probably won't find out or hear anything about because it's college stuff, is he better going pro and taking whatever ding he's going to get or coming back and maybe not stepping on the football field again? Because it's kind of like usually you have about a full year recovery. What's what's better, getting into an NFL organization and have them rehab it and take your ding or come back? I think at the running back position, I think you're better coming back and trying to build yourself up again. Because uh, I, I think in the NFL room, you just kind of get lost and you disappear a little bit. Like, they've got four like more he- players. Jacob, you got thoughts? Yeah, I think I think if he's still getting told that he's going to be potentially a day two pick, you go to the NFL. I think if you're going to be day three or undrafted, you might as well go back to college, rehab it, and then just pursue being undrafted. I like go and try and get on a team that way. Also, like in the in the world of NIL, like. What, what are you going to get if you're a day three or undrafted, like, that you can't get a, in an NIL deal? Like, I don't know how much he's making on NIL, but he's had a good enough year where he could come back and make some decent money next year. So he could still get paid a little Play bit. Like a half, half a year and show that he's healthy again. Yeah. So, like, my, my question is, so you've got – We've got two weeks, and then let's say they play for the Big 12 Championship, so three games and then a bowl, because they're pro- um, probably not going to the playoffs. So in that sense, you're probably skipping the bowl game anyway. So let's just say you're like missing the last three games. Well, what's really the difference between Kendra Miller getting hurt and not playing towards the end of the season, getting drafted? Like – almost seems to be set up kind of similar. Like if that was the same, Hey, I'm going to, but he, I mean, he probably found out his draft stock kind of like what you were saying, Jacob as to like yeah. maybe what he was. I wouldn't be surprised to see something similar to, to that, but that's just me. Um, Matthew golden set to have foot surgery. He had a, uh, he had a foot injury pretty early into the season so it seems like he'd been battling that and Houston's probably just done and not going anywhere so getting foot surgery I'll be uh, curious how that offense looks come next year Um, rumblings that they might can their head coach which then you have a new head coach come in put in their system we've seen that some you know some schools takes a while to get their systems put into play so then does Matthew Golden does anything ever come of Matthew Golden? Does he just you know, that player that oh it was a good profile and just nothing linked up, maybe he he could. Are, are we talking about Cannon Houston's head coach? Yeah. Hasn't that been the talk for the last like three years? You know, pretty much ever since uh, I mean we did say it in the in the head coaching fires show. That uh, yeah. he would he would get fired. So, what's his name? Uh, uh, Dan Dan Holgerson. Yeah, I thought they talked about canning him last year and the year before, and I just kind of feel like that's an ongoing thing. I bet he goes this year, but well, since we're talking about 
canning coaches. We've got uh, Boise State's head coach. You've got Texas A&M's head coach and Mississippi State's head coach all out. Penn State's OC also out. They go. Uh, that Texas A&M job is that big domino, and I think uh, you, you got rumors that Chip Kelly's going to be out, and you know they're going to wait until after they see how the USC game goes. But I feel like they just need to can them to try to lure a coach that might be interested in. You got to let coaches know that your university is hiring early. If you know you're you're gonna can them anyways. Granted, uh, there is a stipulation, I believe, that if Chip Kelly gets uh, fired before December first, I believe is it might be January first, but somewhere in that time frame, he gets it eight million dollars, and if he gets canned after that, it's like four million. So they save like four four million bucks. Which I don't know if that's big in UCLA terms. Um, probably not, but. Have you seen their crowds? Um, yeah, they don't really have a lot, but also that's one of those unique situations, kind of like the uh, University of Miami, where the football stadium isn't close to campus. And unless you're really good, like no one's going to go out there to watch the games, or unless you're playing somebody good. So yeah, the rumor go is that go go ahead. No, go ahead. I was like, the rumor is with Chip being out. The reason he's being out is because he doesn't like to recruit. He just wants to be innovative and run the offense and does not care at all about recruiting. Actually, it came out that um, Dante Moore told Chip that he wants to come to UCLA. So then Chip went to his house and then he signed. Like he didn't even, he didn't even like recruit him. Like he's pretty much like, Hey, I want to come. Oh, okay. So perfect fit, Texas A&M, where they just pay the players. <laughs> yeah, right. He's got all the he, he'll have all the talent in the world that he can just like, hey, this is the system we're running. I mean, I mean hey. it kind of makes sense. I mean, they pr- pretty much want to run their their team like an NFL, you know, staff. The other thing that's got me like thinking, I feel like fans and even like. I don't know, people who've been watching college football for a while think that, like, Texas A&M is this powerhouse that should be winning national championships. They were in the Big 12, like, being middling. And then they, you know, they go to the SEC and get, like, curb stomp for a while. They're they're not – they've never been a powerhouse. So I don't know, like, kind of where this stigma came from. Like, oh, we should be winning national championships. See you, Jimbo. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What What are you guys doing? I think a lot of that comes with like the AM culture and the cadets or whatever that are there and but they've never been elite. It came from Johnny Football. Yeah. yeah they, got a, they, got a, they got a taste down there and now they're just trying to spend money trying to get back to it. Cause so. they they were never elite in the Big Twelve. They were never like elite in the SEC outside of Manzel mania like like I don't yeah I don't know where like they A&M became like the elites of the elites like 
Well, I think your your expectations have to go up when you have a recruiting class like they had last year or two years. Or the ago. last two years, yeah. The greatest recruiting and, class of all time. And but the crash. This is the last year. This yeah, is the last year of that. Yeah. So they gotta get a new they gotta get a guy in there to put it all put it all together. But yeah, that was uh interesting. And then you got Mississippi State's head coach out who came in from at or no, he was hired from within because you had uh, the passing of Leach. R.I.P. Um, so I'm kind of curious what Mississippi State does. Also, I don't know, like, really who wants to go to Mississippi State because, you know, it's not like you're winning national championships there, but you are an SEC school. You just know you're probably you – know, you need to, like, steal, like, one to two SEC wins a year. That's kind of – It's an SEC job, and honestly, Leach had them winning. Like, they – I mean <laughs> – they may but not Leach have had a particular offense that he ran that helped, like that set them apart from other teams in the SEC compared to correct other teams, in my opinion. It's, I think you can still kind of bring that kind of kind of style in. I mean, it's an attractive job. It's an SEC job. Like, if it's SEC or Big Ten, it's attractive right now because yeah, a bigger portion of the pie get paid. Two Big Ten jobs. Tweet, you are uh, up for being hired. You can go to UCLA or Michigan State. Which job are you taking in the Big Ten? Northwestern. <laughs> he, they've already got their. They've already got their coach. Five and five. Uh, just give me UCLA. Let's see what we can do. We're going to a new conference. Uh, I got the West Coast kids. I feel like we can recruit a little bit better. Do you have the West Coast kids? I mean, aren't they all going to just go to USC? I mean, what's or, USC or... got to offer? What's UCLA got to offer? <laughs> Same thing as USC. No fans so, in the stands, and uh, I mean, we're going to win seven games. So, like, people don't want to go to football games in UCLA. They want to go to the beach and stuff. Like, Nobody people, wants at least to in Michigan, people in Michigan State, they'll be like three stars but they'll be like hey we love football i think i think ucla and usc and then washington and oregon coming into the big 10 is gonna fuck the big 10's world up a little bit um especially especially these teams that are like the iowa's the the michigan states like these teams that are just they're there and they've been relevant but are they going to be relevant playing some of these other teams now probably not like I think these teams are going to come in and and probably play a lot better than other people think. Like, where does I, Oregon I, finish next year in the Big Ten? So the Big Ten's weird because it's not it's they're re- removing divisions, right? Yep. So, I mean, I think other the than hardest- being at top. I think the hardest part is when you take Oregon. So you take Oregon and Washington this year, right? They've got Penix and Knicks. Both of those quarterbacks are going to be gone next year. So, like, where are they going to finish is going to be kind of tough in comparison to, like, a Ohio State who's still going to probably have their quarterback, different things like that. So, But I would still venture to say losing quarterbacks, Novasad comes in, Whoever's going to be quarterback up at Washington, I think Oregon's going to be a top. They got to be top four. Do they beat I, Penn State? 
I don't think they beat Penn State next year. I'll say I'll say at a neutral site. Neutral I think, site do they beat Penn State? I think next year you, you're, you're Ohio State, your Michigans are like kind of their top, and then it's like the Penn State's that team that just can't get over the hump. And it's like, are I, you better than Penn State? Yes or no? I don't think I can take I think they're on the same level as Penn State. I think you got Ohio State, Michigan, then you got your Oregon, Washington, and Penn State all looped together. And the only reason why I say that is like because of Bo Nix and Penix being gone. If you give me those teams, this the this year's teams playing in the Big Ten this year, they're right up there with those other guys. Maybe not with Michigan 100%, but. Okay, you keep saying Penix is gone, but what if um, next year it's Dante Moore at Washington? With all those yeah, there, the, and There's all rumors that, that all Dante that Moore is gone. What they've been doing. I mean, that's elite. Until I see it, like we can also, we, we can speculate all we want. Like until I see it, like it, if we revisit this conversation come March and he's transferred out and he's he's in Washington, fuck Dante Moore with Washington is going to be a top two or three team. Where was Dante spe- Moore? One before? more speculation, okay. One more speculation, okay. In a non-Brian Ferentz-led <laughs> offense. Dante Moore. <laughs> I mean, it'd be elite defense. Is Kirk Ferentz still the coach? Are we still under 25 points a game? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't care who you put back there. Can we just go to the fact that Cooper DeJong got injured running the Wildcat in practice? Broken foot. Sure, if you want to. Broken foot. Out for the year. What so disappointing. What else are they supposed to do? We're going to ruin our best player <laughs> in practice. But practice? I know. Talking about practice? Not a I'm game. Get- Not a game. I don't, I don't know who else is – like when you bring in Oregon, USC, you bring in even UCLA. Like is Iowa better than UCLA right now? I don't think so. That'd be a so fun you're bringing them, to watch. You're you're bringing those guys in this year, and Iowa is now the fourth best team in the Big Ten because there's divisions. Because there's divisions, so you can't tell me like these these four teams coming in are not going to leapfrog Iowa and not be in that conversation at this point in time. So, so my hypothetical to think about is where was. Rashad, or not Rashad, where was uh, Dante Moore before going to UCLA? He's committed to Oregon. No, that was Rashad. No, that was Rashad. He was committed to Oregon. What if he goes back to Oregon? Well, I don't know why he left, but I mean, I don't. Confused by all the different jersey combos. I mean, it could be because he had a chance to start at UCLA over starting over Bo Nix. Like, I don't know. But then, uh, but anyways, Jacob, that's a really good segment about the uh, Florida quarterback who then goes to Arizona State. Uh, Rashada is back on the practice field. Maybe we see him uh, in a bowl game or or something. But he's he's getting some reps. He did. Did Rashada? 
Just like, I don't know. Just got to get the reps in. Hopefully the reps are like, hey, walk briskly around the practice field. Quick, I want to go back to Dante Miller. One last thing, really quick. He played. Does he have a new arm? You... Kind of. <laughs> he played. Arch Manning did not play this year. Whose yeah. stock is higher? Quinn Ewers coming back, and you've got Arch or Dante Moore. That's you don't really know where he's going. You got to see him play, but it wasn't that great. Who's who's worth more in your eyes, Jacob? I think most people should say Dante Moore, just because like he's gonna like he's already been productive, and it looks like he's gonna be starting next year, and he's gonna be productive for your like for fantasy. He's gonna be productive sure. again next year for sure. I would still, if I could trade him for Arch, I might tweet. What so, about you? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you can I just finish Arch, your thoughts. Arch brings like a level of athleticism that I don't think Dante Moore has. Okay. The more I've seen it, I agree with Jacob. Actually, like I was a big Dante Moore fan. Uh, I think Arch is the guy to go with. Um, there's a lot of hoopla about Texas not giving Arch a chance right now, and kind of is what it is but at this point i'm not gonna like put him in i'm not gonna do that like to him i think his value is a little bit more in the future and i think his value is going to be way higher than dante's okay when so plays in years. i will say so, this i don't see any scenario where arch isn't a starting quarterback starting next year somewhere okay i just don't so so then my next question is another freshman quarterback that we have not seen i think he's taking a couple snaps but you haven't really seen him malachi nelson would you have dante moore or malachi nelson because then at, at this point i'm just trying to figure out like is it is it better to draft a quarterback and not know what they are after one year or to kind of see it and be like yeah i'm not maybe as sold as i thought i might be and i kind of want to know what's in that box over there well, if they come out of the gates like Caleb Williams did, then yeah, you're ecstatic about it. But sometimes the unknown can just like insulate their value a little bit. I would take Dante Moore over Malachi just because I like Dante Moore as a recruit more. Okay. But I also agree. I also am not sold on USC, their system, their just anything with quarterbacks like I think Caleb's great, but I'm not 100% sold on Caleb as like a full-on prospect or anything. Like, I feel like he's some would say of... he's a top five prospect of all time. Some would say that. I, I just kind of feel like he's shut down a little bit, and I think a lot of blame goes on the defense, which rightfully so. But I just don't feel like as an elite quarterback, he's leading his team to elite status. So I don't know until I can see like the, the offense produce the way it should. I, I don't know if Malachi is a guy. I, I, I like Dante more than Malachi. I agree with tweet completely. Um, Caleb Williams just didn't Tim Tebow things, you know, 
That's right. how we don't know. Like if he if he if he won national championships like Tim Tebow, then we would know that he was gonna go to the Broncos and lead them to a playoff win. Elite. Um we really got off track. Yes. You guys bear and bell, but th- I mean this is really good content you guys are are giving the fans. That's so kind of what we're known that. for. Uh great content. Rambling. Uh, but the other part, other pieces of news that came out, uh, Jamie Chadwell, coach of Liberty, on Twitter, uh, it says that he was in uh, Starkville, Mississippi, where old, or where uh, Mississippi State is. Turns out it was a big troll jump. Somebody had photoshopped it and put it out there. Um so thought that was pretty funny because it really got people all up in arms um, about, you know, he just goes from Coastal Carolina to Liberty. Liberty's having a lot of success this year, but also not really playing anybody. And, uh, yeah, so I will be curious on who goes to Mississippi State, but I do not think it's Jimmy Chad or Jamie. Is this like Chad. a segue into your uh, Malik Willis stats? Like, what's going on here? Like, Sorry, sorry. Uh also, I don't know if you guys heard about the Pac-12 or the Pac-2, but they're in a dispute over all the money that comes from like basketball and any sport that's in 2024. And the courts have ruled the Pac-2 uh, get all the money, and <laughs> they get to figure out you know how to do it. But to to maintain the Pac-12, you need to have eight teams. So the other teams can that are leaving are able to give a recommendation to Washington State and Oregon State, but they don't ha- don't have any say on who is going to join the Pac-12. Obviously, when I think we talked about it earlier, you want to keep that Big 12 or Pac-12 name so you can keep the pl- automatic playoff berth intact. So that's something to watch. Yeah. So. Because um, it's, it's Oregon State and Washington State, right? Yep. And you need to add six more teams to at least be a Not, not going to lie, the Big 12 should add them both. Those two have had pretty successful NCAA football seasons this year. Why not? Let's add them. C- Cincinnati had a successful season recently, too. Oh, yeah. They have one win this year. <laughs> yeah, well... It's their own damn problem. They let Fickle go. And then uh, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh uh, is going to accept his now two more games uh, suspension uh, after all the sign stealing. So what will happen if – I mean, I personally think Michigan is a superior team to Ohio State this year. But how pissed will Ohio State be if they win and then all the Michigan fans are just like, well, we didn't have our head coach. No wonder you won. And there'll be a little asterisk. They'll be talking about all this stuff. And then Ohio State's going to be like, no, we beat you fair and square. And there'll be all this going back and forth. And then if Michigan beats Ohio State, oh, you beat them without your head coach. You guys suck. Uh, Just kind of seems like a no-win situation for Ohio State. Kind of funny. Also, will be great when – I don't think I've ever really rooted for Michigan, but I really want to see Michigan win the Big Ten championship and watch the commissioner of the Big Ten 
hand the trophy to Jim Harbaugh. Like that's what that's what I want to see. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. That's it. That's it. 38 minutes into it. That's all I have. Whew. Thank you for that <laughs> thrilling news segment. My life. <laughs> all right. NFL news. Um, we don't really have any. Teams are looking great out there, guys. Uh, keep it up. Yep. Oh, Joe Burrow got injured. Hurt Play to win. Best. Play to win. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Good luck. And go, go Eagles. I don't know about that one. What do you mean? Go Eagles. We're eating one, bud. Steelers are six and three. That don't mean shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tweet. I've got a question. As many losses. So the Steelers, you got Pickett as your quarterback. If you were to transplant your favorite quarterback, Lamar Jackson, onto that team, mm-hmm. would would that make the Steelers better? The Steelers yeah. are undefeated if they have yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, by by a mile. What about? One quarterback that's in Los offer, Angeles. Offer, offer me Lamar Jackson for Jalen Hurts. Yep. Doing it. I'm just I'm just thinking, like, you know, I think there's been a couple quarterbacks that maybe are, are underachieving in real NFL football. Do you think the Ravens are upset that they paid all that money to Lamar Jackson? Why would they be upset? They're leading their division right now. Are you but, talking about like, like you don't think he's playing well or what? I don't think he's yeah. I don't think he's playing up to the standards I that I think we all have from twenty whatever it was nineteen. I think we all want to see that again, and we're maybe yeah, never going to see it again. I think last week he that offense put thirty seven points by running the ball on another team. And then we're we're gonna say, oh, Lamar Jackson's not putting up the stats because he didn't get the touchdowns. Well, like him running RPO is a game changer for an offense, which I agree with. But when when they put it on his shoulders, I don't feel like he performs as well. I, I feel like. They, they, they run the RPO or they run the ball and they, they're successful. They score a lot of points or they do well. And then he has a game or two that he passes the ball pretty well. But when they actually have to like sit down and like go win a game on his shoulders, I don't know if he does that. I don't think he wins. I don't think he wins those playoff games where you're like down 14 and you need, you need him to show up in the fourth quarter to throw passes and throw touchdowns. I don't think he's that guy. So I can see what Luke's trying to say. Like, is he that guy like we're paying all this money to? Is he that guy that's going to go get us it? Right now I'm questioning the same thing about Josh Allen. Like, I don't know if Josh Allen's problem is he's a gunslinger and he's just throwing picks and he's just doing whatever. Or is this just Josh Allen? Like, he's not a big game quarterback. I mean, he throws up some regular season stats, which is great for fantasy, but – is he that guy 
in in the, in the playoff mode. Like, are these two guys similar? Like, we got to start looking at this. Like, Patty, Jalen, those guys are winning playoff games. These guys are not. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts also has one of the most stacked rosters I've seen in the NFL the past two years. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't disagree with that, but, like, if Josh Allen is that dude – who is widely regarded as one of the top quarterbacks, probably top three quarterbacks in the NFL, similar to Herbert. Like these guys are our top three pure passers outside of Patty. Like, why are these guys not performing and not not putting it out there? Like, Hertz has talent. Yes, why he's a, he's he's a player. Why is Patty? You know, Patty's winning Super Bowls. He, he can, we can't. <laughs> We that can't. Offense, that, that offense has not looked nearly as good as the Ravens' offense this year. So if we're going to say the offense is because of a quarterback, you can't have it both ways and say Patty's having this fantastic, amazing year and Lamar's not. Well, Pat, Patty goes out and wins Super Bowls, and Lamar doesn't win a playoff game. Yeah, so. He's won two and lost one too. I have, I have another quarterback question. Our first round. I have another quarterback question. You take Justin playoff. Herbert. You take Justin Herbert off the Chargers, who they can't seem to win, get over the hump. You put him on the Chicago Bears. Does he help that team be considerably better? Yeah. Yeah? The Bears are an 8-8 team or whatever it is now. 8-9 team, 9-8 team, I think. I just just feel feel like he is also one of those players who is – underperforming in the eyes of the general public or, or media. And you hear all these rumors that, Oh, Bill Belichick, he's, he's going to the pay or he's going to the uh, chargers and this and that. And it's like, Oh, the head coach is going to change everything. Like, I don't know. What is, it, what it is Bill like people get, Uh, a culture, so I guess, probably. That's it. Where we we attribute like an entire offense functioning to the quarterback, or like we give quarterbacks way too much credit. Like they should be, they should be like helping all players be better and produce like, better. Like one CJ. No, Stroud. I don't disagree, but they're the highest yeah. paid players, so I'm not even arguing that Patrick Mahomes isn't a great Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. He is. But that offense does not look that great this year. So like CJ Stroud. No, so it's got to be. It's got to be. So you put CJ Stroud on the Chiefs, and he's going to be producing like that. The Chiefs that have maybe the worst wide receiver core in football. Well, well, I think the Texans had a great wide receiver staff. Way better than the Chiefs. I, I also think great quarterbacks make mediocre wide receivers look okay. Like was Brandon Stokely an elite wide receiver when he when he played with Peyton Manning? No. Did he have a few thousand yard seasons and played very well? Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's both ways. So like I I just think like in my opinion, if you take Herbert, well, in, in Luke's example, you take Herbert, put him on the Bears. Bears are five hundred or better. Their defense yeah, isn't better. good They're enough to win. What'd you say? They're a little bit better. They're not winning a Super Bowl. No, 
But Patty Mahomes is good enough to win the Super Bowl. Not with that what he's got. Not this year. With what he's got, yeah. Uh-uh. I mean, Jalen hasn't looked that great either. He's starting to come around. His first few weeks were not that great. Yet the offense is still putting up points. Because what's around him is really good. I I don't see the Eagles winning the Super Bowl this year at all. That that's fine, but I'm saying that like the rest of the offense is raising Jalen Hurts' level of play. If you put Pat Mahomes on the Eagles, what do you think is happening right now? They're not going to lose a game. Thank you. So, like, why can we? So, how are you going to say that? Yeah, I guess I'll just. But but that's how Pat Mahomes raises the level of his team, as they are still probably. When you look at the AFC, the favorite in the AFC to win and go to the Super Bowl and maybe even win the Super Bowl, even with a lesser supporting cast. like You think that this year? I can't tell you who's going to beat the Chiefs right now. Um, it's going to be the Ravens because yeah. uh, Nate posted that deal about the colors in the Super Bowl and the 49ers versus the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. We we got the TikTok involved, and we figured yep. some things out. And Taylor Swift, and and minus the seven, and then we got to the Ravens. So, I I don't know. I mean, I I think it'll be interesting to see this. Year. I think I do agree with you, Jacob, that the Chiefs have probably their least effective and probably one of their worst offenses, but. If they make the Super Bowl and go through, I would not put anything past them if they make the Super Bowl. If they do, that's insane. That's insane quarterbacking. I think it's actually their defense is really good this year. It is. And Travis Kelsey's good, too. He is. That's about all. Him and Patrick Mahomes are, like, all they have on offense. But if they won it, but if they won it with that, that's just insane. With a good defense, the Ravens did it with no offense. Well, yeah, you guys had a great defense last year too, but you didn't finish. Well, Jalen Hurts scored for the Chiefs, so that's why they won. Well, <laughs> well yeah, that was. <laughs> so if that doesn't happen, then yeah, our defense did do it. I mean, the guy's an asshole. Jalen is, but. I'm just saying Patrick Mahomes had 180 yards in that Super Bowl, but you're going to say the defense didn't get it done. All right. Uh, slippery field. Slippery field. Dubs. No, I, I, I don't think the Ravens I, – I don't think Lamar has the the fortitude to get it done, to be honest with you. I think he's great during the regular season. Yeah, MVP, blah, blah, blah. But until he proves to me that he can go win in the postseason – I don't know. I don't take him anywhere. I take my boy Kenny Small Hands Pickett. No, you would not all day, every day over him right no, now. We already got a dub over them this year. All right. Well, I do want to recap something from last week. Uh, Thank you for joining the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. Um, we have gotten rid of the bear. What? <laughs> he's he's cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> no um, tweet uh i think you had asked uh me to look up something chad if his points in week 10 were the most in the season 
Uh, you were correct, and Chad's points in Week 10 were the most scored uh, up to this point in the season. That's well, pretty high Up scoring. to that point. So, And then uh, our QB minute, we got our Malik Willis stats. Not a lot there. Uh, maybe he goes to QB2. We've got Tannehill asking for a trade. Uh, we got DTR, no stats last week, but hey, we might Wait get some second. stats this week. Starting quarterback this week. Yep. Tanner McKee, no stats. Tajay Spears, five rushes for 18 yards, four receptions for 42, uh, 10 points. Still, zero to one. Is this the week Burks gets his touchdown? No. No. Okay. Next week. <laughs> we dragged this one out. All right. Uh, no league trades. We are closed on the college side till after the playoffs are done. So let's recap the week one matchups. We only had two. Uh, so we'll start with uh, everyone's favorite, uh, the commissioner, uh, Luke versus Nate. I think everybody got what they wanted. They saw the commissioner lose. We're going to have a new uh, champion, Nate. I think you guys dogged Nate a little bit talking about uh, how he need to play. I think tweet actually. It's like you need to play players that are actually starting. Uh, well, he put up 342.78 points, which I did not double check this, but I'm pretty sure is the most points scored in the league this year. Uh, so he, uh, yeah, put up. So he put up listened. A lot of points. Dylan and... Gabriel scored 69 point. Uh, 92 points. I can only imagine this is what Jacob feels like when uh, Malik Cunningham puts up that game against Duke. 72. (laughs) Nate listened to my advice and played players that put up points. I mean, it's just that easy, Nate. For the Baron Bell show. Wrong, wrong, wrong tweet. What Nate did was he traded with me, and that is why he's having success. I gotta be honest with you. I just noticed this. It kind of looks Gore like kind of looks like Jacob is not wearing a shirt right now. Does it not? I'm not. It's just I mean, real oh, yeah, on the left a, shoulder. That is a very yeah. I can see the crinkle. That's <laughs> the reason why I know you're wearing a shirt. Get your hands out of your no pants. chest hair because I know I, as as a hairy man myself, you got to have chest hair underneath that salmon <laughs> shirt. Get your hands out of your pants. Not today, Junior. Hands up, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I put up a respectable 248, but it was nowhere close uh, to to Nate's score. I am bounced. I will be playing the loser of the matchup between Ian and Corey. Who happens to be Ian? Ian gets walloped by Corey, loses by over a hundred points. Corey has Salter and Bonix carry him. Ted McMillan with a great and Rashin Ali like shows up and uh, tweet your boy uh, Tez Johnson with another week uh, coming coming out to play. Isaiah Williams with another big week. I just want to revisit Tez's stats at the end of this year because I believe uh, there were a couple of people that said he wasn't going to get over like 300 <laughs> yards and uh, 
Like I'm pretty but, sure he's at, he's 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 at seven hundred some maybe maybe a little less, but uh, in a few touchdowns. I think Tez was. I think Tez is going to be that guy from that week. I think we're going to have to revisit who had the best. Uh, who you should take in the late rounds? I think Tez is the guy. Well, I mean that was from that awful Casuals to Degenerates podcast, so yeah, yeah. that would that would make sense. Yeah, it, it was a hot take from the bear that everybody thought did no research, and Tez is that guy. <laughs> but you didn't do any research. I did. No research. No. I found the guy, and he is that guy. <laughs> so, um, I do want to like. So those were the matchups. So uh, this next week we will have uh, myself and. And Ian just playing for fifth and sixth place. It's kind of whatever. Uh, then you've got Nate versus Chad and Tweet versus Corey, uh, seeing who goes to the finals. And then you've got Brett versus Patrick and uh, the Mad Hatters, Jacob's team versus uh, Grim, uh, battling for that number two pick. I do want to mention, Ooh. I did hear Jacob, I, I believe. Have- both of them you already have both of them so yeah it doesn't even matter (laughs) um jacob i think i did hear something that you said about uh hey i've i've got thomas castellanos and i haven't played him Mm -hmm. or tweet i can't remember who it was probably i just want to let i just want to let you guys know that i'm out here playing chess while you guys are playing checkers I already knew I wasn't going to be winning it. That's why I had Caleb Williams week 13. Everyone's talking about, oh, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, He's not playing week 13. Joke's on you guys. I knew I wasn't going to make it to week 13, so wasn't worried. Um, I was looking at what that that quarterback room is going to – what quarterbacks are going to be good to have in 20 – 24 and i identified thomas castellanos as one of those guys so i went out and got him because i'm not sure what quarterback i could grab in the draft that would be as good so i went with him uh, chess Chris, i'll pass are you sure i'm sure i think he has so, another year that's uh picking Drafting quarterbacks in our our supplemental draft that have been in or on a college team hasn't gone over too well. Uh, I don't think. No, Dev, Devin Leary. Uh, What's like Rorick. next year? Next year, you're going to be looking at the draft board and you're going to sort by that fantasy points or fantasy points per game. And Haynes King is going to be at the top. I had K- Haynes King for two years. He did. He was terrible. This year, let's also. I'm, I'm also not forgetting an elite quarterback drafter, um, but are. I don't. I don't really go for for those scrubs that you guys try to get. Uh, so, if, let's also if anybody needs more knowledge, I'll have my own pod. It's called the Bear One Hundred and One, and I'll teach you how to draft quarterbacks. Jacob, I've got a question for you. Do you remember a couple years ago there was a quarterback who left Arizona State, and they're teammates trashed his locker happy to get him out of there get that Jaden out Jaden Daniels now now look at him uh he made a good decision for himself 
uh, it's pretty wild. So I'm also kind of curious on when it comes to the draft process. Is he a locker room guy? The NFL kind of is big on those types of things. There's some things that came out recently about him and Keishon Boutte not getting along well. And I'm kind of curious if that's actually a Jalen Daniels thing or, or not, but I don't know. Did you you hear that when you were at your blank park true park trip or whatever? Like, yep. It was on the radio. They were talking about it on the radio. No, they wouldn't say anything oh, about oh, him. I'm say except for that. putting up like 800 yards last week. Yeah, and he will get the Heisman this 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 weekend mm-hmm. against Georgia State. They're just gonna let him do everything because they've got nothing to play for except for that Heisman Trophy. All I'm gonna yeah. say it's, it's very interesting that he's doing all this at LSU, and he act, he actually had a pretty good year last year at LSU, and then Arizona State was so bad. So maybe those teammates who trashed his locker should look in a mirror and be like, we suck. <laughs> but, but did you forget about that? Like, no, it's, it's I, been, I mean, it, I've, been uh, trying to, I've been trying to trade Jaden Daniels for a long time and it took a Heisman trophy season to get it done. Got him. I will. Right. I do want to, I do want to give you guys props, both of you, because you guys Know what you want. Tweet, you sacrificed a lot to go get it on the NCAA side, and you're on your way. Jacob, you understood, hey, this isn't my season. I'm going to sell things away. You sold things, I think, to Tweet. You sold things to Nate, making stuff. We have a lot of people in this league who are stuck in take lock. They're like, I tried to trade with somebody, and they're like, "Uh, no, I, I, I might make the playoffs. You might make the playoffs. That's the goal. That's the goal of this league is to might make the playoffs. Look in the mirror. You're the first or your last. We're going for depth. We yeah. want championships. I and reached then, a point in the season I- where I just reached a point in the season where it was like, okay, I'm going to struggle to like, it'll be close if, to my team making the playoffs. Now, if I get to the playoffs, I think I can have a really competitive team. But I didn't know if I'd get there. So then I just, hey, I'm going to sell it off. And then, like, and really, really I, only, I only sold off one major Debbie piece, to be honest. Yep. And then, yes. Jetty. And then Chad, and then Chad, uh, you know, comes like, hey, I want, I don't even remember what I traded him, but he's like, I'll give you album tomorrow. I was like, okay. Like, He's trying to, you know, compete with Tweet, but then I'm like, well, I'm not winning on the college side, so yeah, I'll take NFL pieces. Sure, why not? But hey, to not those of you listening out there, no, no, if you're a contender or if you're a pretender, we probably need Grim to bring back that uh, uh, contender pretender next year because I think he did something like that uh, last year, and I think it might have been useful. Grim but, also used yeah. to do power rankings, but yeah, we haven't got power rankings for a while. I haven't got power rankings for a while. That's all I got there for uh, week one of the playoffs. All right, NFL recaps: me versus Luke. Luke Ooh. been on t- on a tear. I mean, he's he's scoring two thirty a week right now. I'm scoring about one thirty, one forty a week. 
So things are going great for my team. So anyways, he wins that last week. Then we have another team that was on a tear in the matchup between Patrick and Team Hater. Team Hater put up 245. And I think the week before that, let me look here. Oh, no, the week before that, he put up 137. Yeah, that's a trash team. That's a flash in the pan. You know, I saw a lot out of my team. Uh, my win against did. you, Jacob. He did. Yeah, I saw a lot uh, of I was, uh, Cowboys beating up, beating up on a on a team. I uh, I saw a lot of a lot of good things there. Um, I'm really nervous about in a super flex league only having two quarterbacks, and in case the Chiefs happen to get that first round by and they're resting players, how my team is going to fare with just one quarterback in a super flex league. Uh, putting up the second most points in the league makes me feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got 87 points from Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. So that always yeah. that helps. Double dip. Yep. But yeah, then Team Hater, I was trying to figure out where his points even came from. He's just, he's got uh-huh. these slot wide receivers that are the bane of my existence because. Are they really Keenan that good? Allen. Are they really that Keenan good? Allen. Or do they just get schemed? You know? Then Devin Singletary putting up 23. Where'd that come from? He had, you know, he, yeah. had, he had the backfield to himself. Guy went off. He won. He won. So now um, there's a few teams at 6-4 and four in the league. Then the next matchup we had was Nate versus Corey. Nate gets the win, his third of the year. Very this guy's on a roll. Very impressive stuff. He is Ooh. just having a November to remember. It's it's, I mean that's elite. Guy guy is just putting together a team. He's not using decoys like our boy Bijan, like, mm-hmm. um and. Which is impressive for an Atlanta Falcons fan. Like he's a decoy kind of guy, but he he's out here getting dubs. Congrats, Nate, on your third third win. Yep. Now he also has a QB one Jake Browning on his squad, so you know just slot him in over Will Levis probably going forward. Yeah, I mean he's looking really good. Our next matchup, another elite performance from the hibernating bear. Putting up 127 points in a loss, Brett. <laughs> that will tickle your pickle. And I think the crazy thing about it is a quarter of those points came from Sack Howell. Guy's elite. He's Luke Luke he's, already showed the stats. Yep. Superflex League, and your second quarterback is Chigosium Oconquo. <laughs> well, uh, my other quarter, so one of my quarterbacks is smoking ayahuasca, and he'll be back in a couple weeks. And then Tua was busy getting his arm right to yeah. come back. So I think I think my favorite um, start that you had in your starting lineup was Michael Carter. Elite <laughs> went over one receiving, and then was released. Well, it's it's tough to have like this good of a team. Uh, as good of a team to beat Corey last week, uh, not saying anything. 
Also, last week my score would have beat about three other teams, which was pretty impressive. Uh, so you just got unlucky. You just got unlucky. Tweet. Yeah. That, so this week I have Tua back. I got Sam Howell. Um, I got a couple other boys back. I don't remember who's all on my team. Um, but we're we're back with a vengeance, and I'm pretty sure we're coming for the crown. Yeah, and I think it's right. really impressive that, you know, in a year where tight end is just, like, terrible for fantasy, you're starting four of them. Four? <laughs> uh, so I, I want to say – you want to say four. I'm starting four. The best part about it is, is I've still got a couple on IR – um, so I could start <laughs> six to eight, um, to be honest with you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty impressive, to be honest. Like, but anyways, Brett gets the win. He gets his third win of the year. I think that leaves you as the only team with only two. So let's let's get those numbers up. Oh, my! so my, my tight ends are coming off IR, so should be all right. I mean, if you start all the tight ends, you're – definitely going to have probably a top 10 one right for the week I've, i mean at the rate i'm going i'm going to have four of the top 10 nice yeah and then our last matchup was uh tim versus chad tim gets the win Boo. puts up 200 points that's kind of what you're looking for you know i guess week to week to get wins in this league so yeah, he moves to eight and two. So basically, it's looking like Luke and him are for sure in the playoffs right now. Then it's just the rest of us. And then tweet down there at two wins. But making a playoff push, um, yep. I'm coming in. Uh, not mathematically eliminated yet, I don't think. And so, so here we go. I'm kind of curious. So our our playoffs are the top two in each division, and then the next two best records. So that, I mean, it kind of leaves like me, Belleville, and Patrick, and Grim, Team Hater, and Chad. Is there a chance that Nate can get into the playoffs? If I keep scoring 130 a week, then yeah. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I think uh, I think Nate has a chance. I here's die. A, yeah, here's the reality. My team is great on paper, but right now, in real life, we stink. Okay. I, I wish I could like disagree with what you said, but I can't. And I went, I went from just weekly scoring 190 to 230 and then now it's just like oh you're the worst team in the league <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> but that well, is why, that is why we say on this show you get what you get and you don't don't throw a fit It's 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 been a catch line for the longest time, and we're, we've been really been using it a lot since we lost our uh, our our other guy, Luke Perpepe Skill 
or whatever is fucking it's French. I don't know. Probesco, uh, Probesco, Probesco. I, mean, I don't fescue, Pesisu. He went to fucking he he went to Baton Rouge and got all French and it's fucking weird. Have you ever had beignets? Yeah, he's been fucking weird ever since. So we're just we're just happy to keep our keep our saying going. So escargot. Ooh. Parlez-vous français? <laughs> ooh 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 ooh. You guys got anything else? <laughs> that's about all I know in French. Yeah, that's, that's that's all we got. I will say this: if you've ever had a croak, those things are good. It's like a basically a ham grilled cheese. Okay, yeah, that is a that. French sandwich. Croak, Madame. Oh yeah, where they put the fried egg on top. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fancy, fancy. Covered in like a. Sauce. Not gonna lie, uh, Luque Probasco. Uh, we have gotten very bougie on this pod, uh, since since uh, we kicked you off. So, yes, I see you drinking Bush Light. Yeah, but it's not Bush Light, it's this is the finest Pinot, no, not Noir, uh, stuff. Grigio. Yeah, Pinot Grigio. So, uh, it's fancy shit. Hey, and you can drink Bush Light because guess what? He's eating with it. A Olives. French baguette, croissant, fucking cro- croissant. Luke doesn't uh, even know what a croissant is. No idea. Never, never been to that part of New basically Orleans, a I guess. flaky type of pastry roll where they put extra butter in there to make it better. Yeah, that's what. That's but I did have a beignet at Cafe de Mont, and it was fine. Did you go to Sugar Ishan Boutet's fucking sex party though? That was, I think, in Atlanta, so I was not there. Um, You're right, Baron Bell was there though, because we <laughs> bring breaking news. We were there. I was a little upset. I was a little upset that I was staying in Kenner, Louisiana. And a day after I get back, you've got Michael Thomas getting arrested in Kenner, Louisiana for throwing. Like that could have been me. I could have been that mistake. Knowing that I could have gone over and saw Michael Thomas's house. That could have been me. Like, so kind of upset about that. All right. First of all, your mom didn't say you were a mistake. Like, come on, Mike. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I was upset. I didn't know that there was uh to even think to look for pro athletes' houses around there. Mm-hmm. So you live and you learn. Next time I go down, I'll know. Did know you see to look. Gators? Uh, no, I did not see any gators. But there are apparently, in the- right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so the plant that I went to is you know. Right, right there, um, off the Mississippi River, and um, they do. They say that they they have gators that show up that will like swim into some canals and and whatnot, and, and actually go up to the plant, and they have to get rid of them. Like, but, anyways, that's about all I got. <laughs> we went to a national park in Florida on vacation, and there were just like 
hundreds of like alligators like sunning when we went and they were just like around the ponds and stuff and i'm like probably not the best place to have our three-year-old nope <laughs> snatched yeah but yeah he's he gonna do something dumb didn't get snatched, so i'm still a good parent yeah. Is there any way you guys want to go out on this? You get what I think you Jacob. Get. Tri- I you think Jacob tried to go out it. earlier, and then can and the, then can the bear make his picks? Oh, oh, oh sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Did you just call yourself a le bear? Le bear, because <laughs> I'm fucking French. I'm coming in hot. North Carolina, go raise up. Take your shirt off. Whip around like a helicopter. We're going in hard tonight. Bears making picks hard as shit. Not talking about my penis. Talking about my picks. Y'all, here we go. Your penix? Your penix? You're talking about your penix? Big penix energy. That's for Nate. Big penix energy. This episode is a mess. It's all over the place, but we're going to take we are in the college football realm. We are we are in the semifinals. We are there. We're taking Team Tweet over Team Corey. Corey cannot keep that scoring going. Team Tweet wins with a stacked roster. We are going to go ahead and skip over everybody else that doesn't matter cuz we're in the playoffs. <laughs> we are going to go ahead and take Team Big L. Big L, I think this is the first time I picked you this year over Team Nate. Excuse me, Nate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you're going to fucking lose. Uh, to be fair, the last two years in our playoffs, it's been the one versus two seed every year. This would mark the third if that's what happens. Amen. All contraire. That's correct. Beignets. <laughs> All right, we're on to our NFL side. We're gonna go. We're gonna go hot and heavy here. We're gonna go Grim versus Tweet. We're taking Grim over Tweet. Tweet's team, the cellar dweller this year. Even though he's got two dubs, he's gonna come back and win a couple more. Probably get four four wins this year. Surprise a few people. We'll see what happens. But Grim wins this week because he is the second best player or second best team in this league. Unfortunately. We're gonna go. We're gonna go hard in the paint. Uh, we're gonna go uh, Patrick versus Mister Lucas. Um, it's French for Lucas. Uh, at this point in time, um, <laughs> I'm taking Lucas because Patrick is not playing anybody. He hasn't looked at his lineup. He hasn't really taken out bye week guys. Derek Carr's still injured. He doesn't have a backup quarterback except for Drew Locke. Give me Lucas. Who's his starting quarterback if he's got no quarterbacks? Joey B. And he got hurt. He might be playing a super flex league with no quarterbacks. There's a a decent chance I score more points than him this week. Voila. Big, big V, as we call him. Big V, Big V, a.k.a. the bell to the Baron Bell. I call him the sloppy V. Well, 
I don't think I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's very questionable for our Bear and Bell podcast. Like, that's very questionable. We're not that provocative up in this bitch. So we're not, <laughs> not going to do that. You, talking about your penix. We're not per, we're not provocative. Jesus Christ, who invited this guy on? Mm-hmm. Hey, Over give me while. give me the big vel because because uh, he's got he's got that big vel energy, you know. Um, Nate, sorry, you suck. Excuse me. <clears throat> give him the sloppy velvet. Big. Not to be, not to be just big, big Vel and big L are two separate person. So we're going big L versus Mr. Ian. Ian, it's French for Ian Renka. Uh, give me Ian. Ian, 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 Ian. Not, not a donkey. Just Ian. Ian, Ian. Ian. Give me Ian. Give me, give me him. Brett. Versus Corey. My God. Why is Brett favored to win? Give me Brett. Brett's favored. I'm 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 going fucking chalk here. Give me give me Brett over Corey. Sucks to suck, Corey. I know you don't listen to our pod, bitch. <laughs> is that it? Is that all of them? I I mean I kind of did everything. Well, do you guys have any advice for our listeners out there? Sweet and sour sauce on my pussy. Excuse me. Sloppy V, you got anything? Um, the only thing I got is um, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Don't don't throw a motherfucking fit. And Yo. Au revoir.